It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Pop back, but a jump over the stick and out of the penalty box. McTavish is a breakaway. He moves in, he digs, and he scores. First round draft pick, Mason McTavish, coming out of the penalty box, and the Sharks are down by one with 4.02 to play because of Mason McTavish's alert play out of the sin bin. Zegris to Terry behind the Sharks net, centering attempt, kind of wrapped it around, and they score! Reimer couldn't hold on to the puck, and it slipped free, and somebody jammed it in. It's tied up at four. That's going to be Adam Henrique at the doorstep. Yeah, at this pace I will, but, you know, I just, I mean, if you just look at the game, uh, we played, there's so many things we did well. I mean, we continue to improve. Uh, I mean, we just, here we are at the end of a power play, you put guys out there, it's, and we just make a saucer pass from the corner to a guy in the middle of the blue line, and they go on a breakaway. And it's just, you know, it's learning, and sometimes you've got to learn and feel this type of pain before you actually stop playing that way and doing the things we've done. And, it's just, uh, it's very disheartening because of the result. Very encouraging from the way we played. But, you know, I feel for our guys big time because you want to talk about a physical and mental effort, and we talked about it before. We continue to feel like we're going the right direction, but Jesus, do we shoot ourselves in the foot. And that's what we did again today. Oh my goodness, everyone. How are we doing this morning? I have no... <laughs> I mean, I was at a loss last night watching that go down the way that it did because as soon as the Sharks gave up that third goal, it was, in my mind, I said, oh, this this is over. This is a loss. This is a game the Sharks are not going to win, and they are going to tie this up and send it to overtime and then a shootout or however it's going to play out. I just knew at that point the Sharks were not going to get two points. And that is an amazing thing to feel because I didn't feel good even when it was 4-2. I didn't like how they've been playing previously. I didn't like what I was seeing leading up to that point. And because this team, is, as head coach Quinn has used in the past the term fragile, I felt like there were going to be mistakes, and certainly there were. You had McTavish coming out of the box on a penalty or after a penalty, and he had the opportunity to put them back into the game. And as soon as it's 4-3, it changed everything, and it's just, it's stunning. A collapse like that, you thought this team was beyond, right? Because they had had these collapses against Chicago. Uh, in particular, is when I look at um, the way they played against the Islanders, it seemed like they had moved beyond this. It seemed like they were capable of playing a better style of hockey. But here we are with these massive errors, and it was one of the things where, you know, as much as I agree with everything 
that head coach Quinn said thereafter. He said, we've been improving and, you know, we continue to take steps in the right direction. And, you know, talking about that, it's like, I, I don't know if you can actually say that now at this point. I mean, I understand why he's saying it, but I don't know that it rings as true when you've had three consecutive games where the team has had the opportunity to win and didn't. And if you look at every game on this homestand, they've had the opportunity to win and they did not. They only walk away with one win and then three consecutive shootout losses. And it's just, again, I'm not trying to, to, to sell out Coach Quinn or anything. I don't blame him for thinking that way. It's just like, if I'm a player, I don't know if I can feel that way. I don't know if I can say, yeah, we are improving because you are making such critical mistakes, such massive problems are being created out of nothing. It's like Coach Quinn said, the most accurate thing of everything he said there, he said, boy, do we shoot ourselves in the foot. I mean, that is the reality. This team has the ability to win games. And on the flip side of that, they have the ability to tremendously be their own worst enemy. I mean, this is, it's unique. I mean, I would go back to the start of the 2019-2020 season when Pete DeBoer was still the head coach and the Sharks, you know, they had some collapses, but that was a lot on the goaltending. And I'm not trying to sell out Martin Jones in this situation, but it was like he couldn't keep the puck out of the back of the net. The Sharks were still in the mode of trying to outscore the opposition. The defense was a little bit off kilter. The goaltending wasn't what it needed to be, and everything was just going in the wrong direction. You know, they they had some overtime wins in the month of November, but were not able to really carry that momentum into the month of December. And then shortly thereafter, DeBoer was out, and you got Bob Bugner in. And Bob Bugner had the team playing better, but then the season got prematurely uh, ended due to COVID. You come back in 2021, the second period was the big bugaboo. You had not nearly good enough play from a Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson in that 56-game season in particular. Um, but, you know, there was a back and forth. It was win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. And even though they weren't stringing wins together, it didn't really get away from them until much later in the year. You go to last year, they start off the season with four straight wins. And then they go out on the road trip and they have a, a decent road trip. And then they come back home and they've got to deal with COVID absences. But this is why I am so skeptical of everything that I saw with this or see with this team right now versus what we saw last year. A year ago, the San Jose Sharks were winning games with Ryan Merkley, with Santori Hatika, with Scott Reedy, with Rudolph's Balsers. And I know that we saw Balsers in person the other night, but I'm looking at these guys who some of them are still on the Barracuda and some of them are just not getting any playing time right now, like Noah Gregor is another one. And I just want to ask myself, like, what is the big difference right now? Like, why is this team ostensibly with more firepower, with more veteran play, not able to win? Or as a year ago, when you had multiple members coming up from the Barracuda, when you had multiple rookies, more rookie minutes than any other team in the NHL and, you know, most for San Jose Sharks franchise history. Why was that team able to register wins more consistently than what we are seeing now? One very easy answer is to look at the absence of Brent Burns beyond the points that he would put on the board. That's been a difference for sure, but, you know, that's only one player. Okay, let's look at Tomas Hurdle. Tomas Hurdle did score a goal last night. But overall, I didn't think he had a very good game. And I think that he's having a lot of struggles right now and trying to find his game for whatever reason. I don't know why that is. It was good to see him get that goal. But at the same time, he was not one of the Sharks' best players on the ice last night. He needs to consistently be one of the best players on the ice. Uh, Kevin LeBanc had a good game last night. 
And yet Kevin LeBanc was out for most of last year and you couldn't rely on his consistent contributions. And then you look across the lineup and you do have new and improved players, more established veterans, guys that are capable of adding to the mix. You've got Timo Meyer who's suddenly coming back to what we would expect from him on a consistent basis. Garrett Carlson continues to play very, very high quality, you know, overall game everywhere. He had another point last night. Um, and you can't rely on him to do everything. You, you can't be expected to have a two and three point night every single night. I, I would love it if he did, but that's not going to happen. And so I, I just, again, I am at a loss because this team one year ago had less talent, had more rookies, had more inexperienced players, and they were winning at a greater pace. And I don't just mean that the four and no star, but after that, you know, it was back and forth. They were getting wins occasionally. Wins for this team are few and far between. They just won once in a six-game homestand. That is about as bad as it gets. A six-game homestand. I don't know if the Sharks have any other six-game homestands this year. And they needed to put points on the board, and they didn't. I mean, that that just tells you everything. And again, it's incredible because the Sharks played, for most of that game, their best game of the year. I thought they did really good, really good things. And, you know, the inability to finish, that's a problem, but... You outshoot a team 21 to four in the first period and you're down to one. It's like, okay, you can get frustrated by that. I understand, but you can also say, you know what? If we keep on playing like this, the law of averages will work itself out here. We will score more goals than them. We will be able to win when all is said and done. And guess what? When all was said and done, they were up four, two. And you think, okay, you can get a win out of this, right? Like you can, you can walk your way to the finish line. It's all over. Apparently not. And I'm not saying they were walking as opposed to running to the finish line because I didn't think it was that poor of a finish. It was just critical mistakes. Letting McTavish come out of the box with no one there to pay attention to him. That's a problem. And that's the goal that changes everything. Because, yeah, you get a chaotic goal. You put one in the mixer. Pucks get moved around. You can't get it trapped down. You know, Reimer can't cover it up. That happens. That's that's hockey. That's just the way it goes. The other one where you got a player coming out of the box, that's situational awareness, right? Like you have to be aware of what's happening around you. You have to be aware of where guys are going to be, what opportunities are going to be presented. Make sure you don't put the puck in a bad place that can lead to a, you know, a goal for the opposition. The Sharks didn't do that. They made a critical mistake. It's as Quinn said, they shoot themselves in the foot and boy, how, or whatever his strict terminology was. I don't remember it verbatim as I'm speaking right now, but the point is they shoot themselves in the foot. And when you shoot yourself in the foot like that, it allows momentum to be swung so hard from one side to the other. You could feel it in that instant. I felt it before that personally. I didn't like where the team was when they were up 4-2. I did just those, you know, when you were getting up to that five-minute mark, even though they had, you know, taken the 4-2 lead, I just, I didn't love what I was seeing. And then suddenly it's 4-3, and then suddenly it's 4-4, and then you get into the uh, overtime. Everybody looked tired. I, I thought you didn't have the same juice you had previously, it was it was just frustrating again, and I, and I would hope that these painful losses will allow this team to register a, a a new level of anger. But the guys that we talked to after the game last night, and I I don't know if it's more their personality, but I didn't feel that same anger. I felt a sense of defeat and or resignation from Tomas Hurdle, from Kevin LeBanc, from Luke Cunning. Um, you know, head coach Quinn. I think that he was just kind of flabbergasted and just kind of at a loss, and I don't blame him because I don't think that he is the problem in any way, shape, or form. 
I do think the guys put forth a good effort. And I also think that they did not play the full 60 minutes. It's like you have to play until the game ends. You can't be up 4-2 and think that you've done enough. You can't be up 4-2 and think there's no way for the team to get back into this because, well, obviously there is a way for the opposition to get back into it. And we saw that right in front of our faces. And it is such a disheartening way to see it all go to go to waste. And it's also just amazing to see the way that this, this entire homestand went down. I mean, Vegas, you're up 2-1 entering the third. A loss. Game two, you do beat the Maple Leafs in overtime. Saturday, you give up a goal in the first 30 seconds of the game, and you were unable to hold at least for an overtime, and you lose to the Lightning 4-3. to And then you come back this Tuesday, you lose to the Ducks 6-5 in a shootout. Thursday night, you lose to the Panthers 4-3 in a shootout. And then last night, you lose 5-4 in a shootout to the Ducks. And every single one of those games was winnable. And if the Sharks were just slightly better, they might have won four or five out of six. Hell, they might have even won six out of six. And the entire narrative of the season would have changed. That That's the thing that gets me most frustrated right now is you did have a chance. Like you could have flipped the entire narrative of the season on its head in this homestand. That rough start, that 0-5 start, that could have entirely been rectified by the time that you finished up that you know road trip with two wins, you go 500 on the road, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, you can come home and you can get some important wins, um, but that's clearly not the way that it's going right now. Through 14 games, the Sharks have three wins. They have eight losses. They have three overtime losses. They have nine points. Right now, there are only two teams worse than them in the NHL. And if you're going to have a slow start because of the Prague situation, because of the Europe travel, I get it. I totally understand. And if you're going to have a slow start because you're not the best team in the NHL and you are at a talent deficit overall compared to some of the other teams, I can understand that. But the way the Sharks have gone about losing these games and only winning one out of six on the homestand, that is what makes it so painful. They were all winnable games. They were all opportunities for the Sharks to take control of the game, to take you know, the, everything into their own hands and walk away with two points when all was said and done. Instead, the continuing narrative through 14 games of the year is that the Sharks are their own worst enemy and the Sharks are not doing themselves any favors and they are not playing a full 60 minutes and they are making mental mistakes. They are waking, making situational awareness mistakes. They are making turnover mistakes. They are just making too many mistakes to give themselves the opportunity to walk away with two points at the end of the game. I mean, that it's it's stunning, guys. I, I will admit it is absolutely stunning to watch these outcomes, to watch these performances from this team. When you look at it, you think to yourself, you've got Eric Carlson playing that well. You should be able to get wins. You've got two goal games from Timo Myers. You should be able to get wins. You've got a game in which Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle are scoring together as well as a depth player like you know Luke Cunnan. You've got more and more guys that you expect to contribute contributing in one single game. And you think to yourself, that should be enough. And it's not. And again, I just, I want to know where this team is mentally. I want to know where they are with response to everything because I know they put on a very strong face. We have seen some um, angry moments from Mario Ferraro, from Nico Sturm. Um, you know, last night, the guys, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, Luke Cunning. Uh, you know, I didn't hear that same type of anger because I think they were all stunned. I think that was part of it. They couldn't believe what had just occurred. They had gone with five minutes left from having a 4-2 lead to losing in a shootout. 
I, I don't think any of them expected that to happen. And the thing is, is it's not like they are these overall errors where they're just handing the team the puck in front of the net or something like that. These are things that are, it's like they're finding new problems. They are finding new ways to lose games. And I think that leaves them at a loss. And I, you know, I don't want to say that, oh, you need somebody to come out there and scream to the media about a message being made. I just, I'm trying to gauge where things were after the game last night because they just, you know, it was not the same anger and it's different personalities. I know that's not how Tomas Hurdle uh, is usually going to react. Hurdle, you know, a couple weeks ago, he had, you know, he dropped some S and F bombs in his post game presser, which I thought was, uh, was, you know, it was interesting because that's not Tomas Hurdle's style. Um, but he's not the guy who's going to be the heavy handed uh, type after a game. And I don't think Kevin LeBanc is either. I don't know Luke Cunningham as well um, over the course of his career. I'm not familiar with his consistent post game pressers. I mean, in the past, you would have pissed off Logan Couture, pissed off Brent Burns, pissed off Joe Pavelski. Um, you know, those are just a couple of names. You even go back further than that. Dan Boyle would not, uh, he would not mince words, so to speak. And you, you can keep on going back. Um, even though Joe Thornton was not the type who would be, um, he wouldn't be as flowery in his, his terminology. You could tell when he was pretty pissed off. Um, and you know, last night, again, just, I got the vibe that the guys were stunned at a loss, maybe even a little bit embarrassed. And I think that's another thing that will hopefully anger this team to the point where they can have much better performances than what they're showing is they were, they will realize we're better than this. We need to perform better than this. What is happening out there? Why are we making these critical mistakes? How can we make sure they no longer occur? Because again, the same severe mistakes were not being made last year when they had more rookies, when they had call-ups from the Barracuda, when they had COVID absences, they were able to win games. They were able to get results when all was said and done. And that's what this team isn't doing right now. And I know that they are better than what the scoreboard shows. I know that they are better than what their record shows. But again, even if they are better than what these things show, you don't get to these results by accident. These are not happening um, with lack of context. These aren't just numbers thrown up there on a sheet of paper. These results of being 3-8-3 and three are a direct reflection of what the team has done so poorly up to this point of the season. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, how much is it getting away from them? Is there still a chance to fight back? You know, Luke Cunningham said, no, they still believe they can get back into this. And I do believe that they can get back into this. It's going to take some impressive win streaks. However, at this point, are my expectations for them to get back into it? The answer is no. I mean, I keep on looking at what they expected to be at at this point of the year. And it's not where I expected them to be. It's not the same outcome that I was realistically looking at. And I feel like I am a realist. I looked at this team as being a bubble team, very similar to last year and having the opportunity to, you know, force the question of whether or not they are going to be a problem for teams and, you know, be one of those teams that can fight later into the season and just be hanging around to see if something good can happen. I mean, this has gone far, far more negatively than I was expecting. And a loss like last night is a perfect encapsulation of what can go wrong. They played well enough to lose. And I don't mean that flippantly. I'm not trying to be cute. I just... I mean, I watched that game and it was like, okay, they did everything right except for the most critical junctures when the game was winding down. And one team in Anaheim had more intensity down the stretch than the Sharks did. I mean, that's that's another thing that needs to be be, you know brought to their attention because they've had trouble finishing, whether it's been against Tampa, whether it has been against, you know, Anaheim, whether it's been against Florida. I mean, this is a team that has trouble finishing. This is a team that right now 
is not able to play the full 60 minutes of hockey. And these are not, you know, these are not things that I am breaking any news to you. This is a consistent factor game after game in their own house. And the worst part is, is you watch these performances and you are hopeful because they are playing better hockey. They are overall getting better. And that's what makes the end result so frustrating is like they don't have anything to show for this improved level of play. I 100% agree with head coach Quinn. They are much better than they were a couple of weeks ago. They are playing much better hockey. They are playing much more soundly. They are playing with greater conviction. They know what they want to do. They have a plan. They're enacting on it. They have been better at the start in the last game. They have been overall better um, in the second period. The third period has been more of an area where they've been able to improve. They've been making the small improvements. And again, that's the worst part is that you saw problems that were very glaring and they've rectified them. And somehow, in spite of all that, you have not been able to get the result. You've not been able to get the win. And it's, it's again, it's, it's flabbergasting. It is absolutely stunning to watch it go down this way because it's not what any of us expected to see. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to get into some of the post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Adam Henrique has all three of his goals this year against the Sharks. And here he comes in on the shootout. He, st- he shoots, he scars. And Anaheim wins in the shootout. Three goals to two. They win the game five to four. And the disappointment continues for Sharks hockey as they finish this homestand of six games at one, two, and three. Nothing like this. This, this is at a different, you know. I mean, the Florida game, you're playing the Panthers, that guy makes an unbelievable shot to tie the game, right? So, you know, you feel you're disappointed, but it's a big-time shot. Was, I mean, it was a mistake, but not that big. The guy takes a shot from outside the dot, and it finds its way in. It's an incredible shot, you know. Obviously, the Tampa game is just a, you know, a, a tough one to swallow. I mean, listen, we're making bad mistakes at bad times, and it's different people, right? It's not one guy. Welcome back as we react to uh, one of the most uh, flummoxing and just frustrating losses of the year, of which already we are 14 games in and there have been many, but last night's was a, uh, a new type of pain, a new type of loss, something that we just haven't seen specifically. You know, five minutes left, up 4-2, only to see it end in a shootout loss. And, you know, I can make a greater point why I am not a fan of the shootout. I am in favor of ties. You're done at overtime. It's 4-4. Okay, everybody gets a point, you go home. I work in soccer. I'm used to ties. Shootout has nothing to do with hockey. I digress. Let's talk about what happened on that McTavish goal. We just made a really bad decision. We had total control of the puck. Those guys knew they were out there at the end of a power play. And we tried to make an offensive play. That's all there was to it. Guys that shouldn't be doing it. And sometimes you have to suffer to this extent to change your approach. And that's really all it was to it because... You know, everybody played well tonight for the most part. I mean, it wasn't, you know, 
the sad thing is they make a bad play like that, but they have good games, you know. But at the end of the day, when you make a play of that, that magnitude, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it hurts. It hurts. So, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, you got to know the situation when you go out there. And too often lately, and I don't want to, you know, I, too often we, we aren't aware of it, which is a mental thing, and we've got to keep harping on it. But, you know, it's just, uh, I, feel, I feel bad for our guys, but we created our own problem tonight. What did Luke Cunning see on the play? Um, wish I knew the answer. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely something we got to, we got to be aware of the situations, obviously. Um, and it seems to be a little play here or there like that that's, um, you know, that's costing us. And I think that's an easy fix once we, you know, figure it out. Um, like I said, I thought the way we played tonight was probably some of our best hockey. Um, just not enough. And what did LeBanc see? I'm not, I'm not even too sure what really happened. I think I was just uh, I was changing a, a little bit beforehand. But, yeah, I mean, I'm... You know, I'm sure that, you know, uh, I, I don't know who was out there, honestly, but, you know, it was just a tough play. And, you know, you just got to make sure that, you know, who's on or how much time's left on the power play when there's uh, it's a 4-2 game. I mean, everyone seems like they're at a loss here, right? Like everybody is trying to look for an answer and nobody exactly knows what that is. And I don't think it's because they have trouble identifying what the problems are. I think everybody's still just amazed that it's happening this way. And again, you look at last night, they played a really good game of hockey, except for the final five minutes when they collapsed. If I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that, I can only imagine how these guys are thinking about it because it just doesn't jive. It doesn't make any sense. It is really troubling, confusing, and overall just leaves us all with a bad taste in our mouths because you see yourself, you're doing so much so well. Why is there this self-destruction in the most critical moments? Like, Why is it you can extend a two-goal lead, get better as the game goes on, take control of things only to see it all wither away and die in the waning moments of a game. It makes, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you, you rarely see such a strange outcome in hockey games or as of late with the sharks in the way that they've been doing things so well, only to see it disappear. Like if you were to compare this to other sports, you'd be like, Oh, well the bullpen, let it get away. The bullpen is a consistent problem. You know, this is not like one consistent problem with the Sharks. It's not the same guys making the mistakes night in, night out. It's not the same issues. It's not the same thing. It's like you, you can't just point to anything other than saying mistakes are being made, and which is incredibly large and broad, and I think part of the overall problem. It's like it was easier when it was just focus on the second period. It was easier when it was like focus on not having such a poor start. And now you're just looking at these things that don't make much sense. And that is not helping anyone. Yeah, really tough. You know, it's it's kind of how it goes. Like the homestand, you know, and you know we played a really good hockey game. You know, we outshot them. We've been all over, and and since every mistake we did, it was in the net. You know, so it's really tough because you know I just say like all the home games we've been so close. You know, against you know all the teams we play, top teams, and we have just a couple of a couple of points, which is really hard. You know, especially tonight because I think. For sure, deserve it to win, and and we have so many chances. We've been all over them all game, and and they they just capitalize everything. It's really hurting tonight. That is Tomas Hurdle after the loss, and you can obviously hear just how at a loss he is overall. Like these guys 
are all trying to figure out what's going on. And I, for a lot of them, I don't think they've ever experienced specific issues quite like this. It's just, I don't know, combination, you know, the your power play, like really bouncing it straight, they break away, you know, and and like last game against Flor uh, Florida, you know, they just shot like from the corner straight, you know, like perfect shot, probably didn't never, you know, it just seems like it goes like against us, but we still have to be for sure better, like especially tonight because we don't give him much, but you know, always like some mistakes and they capitalize and we have to learn from it, but it's, you know, really hurting because all, you know, we play six game and at home and I think we play mostly really well and we don't have, you know, when we look to the standing, it's really hurting because I think we should have at least four more, even more. And again, that's the frustration. There are any number of games where the Sharks could have several more points than they do actively have and could have a much different outlook on the season right now as opposed to being in the basement in the Pacific. I mean, that's it's just stunning. I, again, that, that's my overall reaction. I'm stunned by the way that game worked out, by the way that several games on this homestand worked out, by the way that you know a couple of those games on the East Coast worked out. I mean, the East Coast trip, they could have won three out of four. That's another one we're looking at. Or even go back to the first homestand of the year. You're up against Chicago. You want, let that one get away, and you have a 2-1 loss to Carolina. I mean, that's a winnable game. And again, it's just everyone, I think, is trying to figure this out because everyone is very, very surprised that it has worked out this way, whereas there has been so much positivity. There's been so much growth. There's been so much you know, good out of so much of these games except for the end result. When you have that disconnect between expectation and reality, that's where you find disappointment. You know, that's where it is. That's where it lies. That's where it lives. And this team right now just can't seem to figure it out. But it does give you hope because you feel that it's not too far off, that they can, you know, have the ability to win games, to give themselves a chance to get right back into things. It's just you can't bet on that right now. Not that I advocate betting in general, but you just, you know, you can't say this is what the Sharks are going to be in any given situation. That's just not where they are. Good news is now they get a couple of days off, they get to rest, they get to do some practice, and then they're back at it Thursday night in St. Louis, taking on the Blues at 5 o'clock right here on the Sharks Audio Network. All right, we are out of time for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.